0: Thank you very much, ladies, for ministering in music. As we think about mothers, we think about Mother's Day. For those of you who are girls and young ladies, and for sake of my sermon this morning, that's anyone under 35. What do you want to be? When you become an adult, what do you want to be? I didn't ask what you want to do. I asked what you want to be. What do you want to be in terms of character, in terms of lifestyle, and in terms of being known as a person? For those of you ladies who are 36 and over, Who are you in terms of being are you being what you desired to be when you were a teenage girl or a young lady again I didn't ask what are you doing but I ask what are you being in terms of character and lifestyle for you guys men boys teens Are we praising our mothers and honoring our mothers and grandmothers for their being and the character that they are developing? We want to consider a portion of scripture this morning coming from Titus. Titus was written by Paul to Titus. Titus was left in Crete for a number of reasons, to take care of some things in Crete and to do some teaching and so on. Crete was a tough ministry. Paul says that Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. You know, that's Paul's description of them. You know, it was a tough ministry. Crete was located, as you can see, an island. Paul probably, established the church in his way to Rome in light of Acts 27. Titus's ministry was to a young church, that is, young in terms of years, as well as spiritual maturity. We want to focus on Titus 2, 3 through 5, but Titus 2, 3 through 5 appears in a context. In verses 5 through 9 of chapter 1, Paul was to appoint elders in the city. We find the conditions in Creed in 10 through 16. He says there's many rebellious people, mere talkers, deceivers. They're of the circumcision group. He says they're after dishonest gain. He calls them liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. You know, their testimony, or this testimony is true, and so on. He gives some guidance in what to teach the saints. And then he ta- talks about teaching the saints in terms of the older saints, in terms of the younger saints, responding to the slaves, and then he shares some general items. And Let's read Titus 2. Titus chapter 2, 1 through 8. You must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine, Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home Paul talks about the character of an older woman. And then he encourages older women to be teaching younger women. So briefly, reflecting on the fact that Paul says the older women are to be reverent in the way they live. The idea of reverence is fitting, that which is proper, that which is suitable, that which is becoming for a woman and we won't look at these scriptures but genesis 2 i think brings that out along with first corinthians chapter 11 ephesians 5 1 thessalonians 2 and 1 peter 3 basically the idea of being reverent in the way a woman lives is to be fitting in light of how god created a woman to be a companion to be a helper to complement to follow to be submissive by choice. And if you look at verses 4 and 5, they seem to also bring out what it means for a woman to be reverent in the way they live. To love their husbands, love their children, to be self-controlled, to be pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and so on. Those of you who are good at picking out collar will immediately recognize that someone is not dressed appropriately versus someone being dressed appropriately. Quite often when I go places, someone will say, oh, I really like your outfit. You know, it goes together well. And I will say, my wife dresses me in the sense that she puts out my clothes. Because if I put my own on, I wouldn't look very well. You know, there's certain things that are appropriate. And that's the idea of reverent in the way they live. You know, just their lifestyle overall being correct. He also says older women are not to be slanderers. The idea of slandering is a treacherous informer, to report maliciously, to utter and tend to, injure, tend to injure the reputation of another. There's an intent to hurt others. Women seem to have a natural inclination in this direction. Not a criticism of women, but apart from Christ, women seem to enjoy hurting others. And if you observe women and what they may say, that happens. And Paul says, older women are not to be slanders. Older women being careful in what they say. He says also, older women are not to be addicted to much wine. Wine was a common beverage in that day, but they were not to be addicted to it. In Galatians 5:18 through 21, we talk about that. So older women reverent in the way they live. Not to be slanders, not to be addicted to wine. And they're to teach what is good. Good involves that which is useful, profitable, that which is excellent, that which is honorable. Older women teaching that which is good, guiding, teaching, explaining, showing in action to younger what is good. an older lady saying to a younger lady, here's how you dress. This is what is appropriate for a young lady and how you appear. Here's some character qualities that are appropriate for a younger lady. Paul says, then they can train younger women. As an older woman is reverent in the way she lives, not a slander, not addicted to wine, and teaching what is good, then they can share with younger women. They can train. And the idea of training means to restore to the right mind, to be thinking correctly, to be sober-minded. An older woman teaching a younger woman how to have a right mind, how to be sober-minded, how to be steady in the way they live and the way they respond. So what do younger women need from older women? Paul says, teaching younger women to love their husbands. Now, there's different Greek words that are used for love in the New Testament. One of them is agape, you know, God's style of love. But the Greek word here for love is not agape, it's phileo. It's the idea of a family-type love. Older women teaching younger women to love their husbands and to love their children. I asked Ruth Ann for some response, you know, on a husband, or I'm sorry, a wife loving her husband and loving children, and she gave me a couple responses. A couple examples. How about just speaking well of your husband? Speaking well of your husband, loving him, family-type love. See, there's things within the family that are different than outside the family. My brothers and I would fight like cats and dogs sometimes. We would try to show who was the strongest. We would hold each other on the floor, you know, and try to get the other one to repent or admit, you know, to certain things when we rode the bus, don't you dare pick on any of us because you would have to contend with one or two or three or the rest of us because we were brothers. Within the family, just a wife, loving her husband, speaking well of him, having a gentle and a quiet spirit. Loving children, giving what they need and not always giving into their whining, just loving them, caring for them. As Paul says in First Thessalonians. You no, know, a mother caring for her children, almost like a nurse caring for little ones. Older women teaching younger women how to love their husbands, how to love their children. He also says an older woman teaching younger women how to be self-controlled. The idea of self-controlled is to be of sound mind, to be modest and to be discreet. A choice not to attract attention to yourself or your body. Older woman teaching younger women how to be self-controlled. so that the attention is directed to the person, not to their body or how they may respond. Younger women need older women to teach them how to be self-controlled. You know, to be of a sound mind, to be modest to be discreet so that the attention is not directed at them necessarily as a body or the way they appear. But who they are as a person. Older women, teaching younger women. He says, older women teaching younger women to be pure. That is to be correct, to be blameless. An older woman coming alongside a younger woman, just helping her how to live a blameless life. You don't want to do this. You don't want to go that place because that carries with it connotations that are not good. That are not correct. So that a younger woman can be free from knowing wrong. An older woman saying to a younger woman, you don't want to get involved with that type of guy because it's going to lead down this road. Here's how to be pure. That may involve just taking time with a younger woman, observing a younger woman, and not being afraid to come alongside and guide and direct, to direct. To be busy at home. Older woman teaching a younger woman to be busy at home. The idea is to be a keeper or a guard of a house or a home. No, protecting a woman, a mother, is to be a primary influence at home. Not talking about the amount of time or anything, but just being busy at home. You know, being with children, providing a safe place, welcoming husband and children to open up and to talk. I think of my mother being busy at home. There were a number of nights when I would go through things that were not always easy. I remember mom sitting on the side of the bed and saying, Hey, Dan, do you just want to talk? coming in and whining and groaning and complaining because we had to do all this work. And mom would bring us back on target, just being busy at home, caring for things. And what that looks like, an older woman teaching a younger woman, what that looks like in day-by-day living, I'm not trying to spell that out in detail, but to be a keeper, and to be busy at home, to be kind. The idea of kindness is to be profitable or to be beneficial. And that can be in the words, the attitude, the action, and just being a benefit to others. I remember way back when when I liked Ruth Ann, not this Ruth Ann, when I liked another Ruth Ann And I went down to Satterton, PA, which is about a 150-mile drive from home, and, you know, dated her a couple times. And then, uh, you know, she just basically said, Dan, you know, I had enough of you. Didn't say it in that way, you know, but I don't want to go with you anymore. And what did Mom do? She was kind and helped me work through that. My mother has probably been one of my most faithful supporters other than Ruth Ann. In the years of physical trials that I have been through, kind over and over again. An older woman teaching a younger woman how to be kind, beneficial, profitable to others in words and actions. And then Paul says, an older woman teaching a younger woman Ought to be subject to their husbands. The meaning is a willing choice to work for your husband who is over you. And I realize there's all kinds of things flying around in our, today, in our world today about, you know, women and a woman's role and man's role and so on. But the text is saying a willing choice to work for your husband who is over you. Recognition. An acceptance of your role as a helper, as a companion, thus willing to follow his leadership. There's one of you ladies sitting here this morning. There could be more than one, but I have a particular lady in mind this morning. and I won't mention a name <clears throat> that years ago Ruth Ann learned a lot from and how to be subject to me. She observed that lady. That lady gave Ruth Ann some input. She was an older lady impacting the younger lady and just how to live, how to fulfill her role as a helper, as a companion of me as her husband. An older lady. Coming alongside a younger lady and saying to her, here's how you respond when you disagree with your husband and how he is taking care of the children. If you've been through that already, mothers don't always agree with dad on the children. What do you do with that? Especially when both are present. How do you respond in a decision? When you as a wife have given your input and your husband is making a decision that maybe you don't think is very wise, an older woman helping a younger woman to think through that and how to respond. Paul goes on and he says, the reason an older woman is to teach younger women is so that no one will malign the word of God. The word malign means to speak of divine things in an irreverent way. So as an older woman is teaching a younger woman, older women teaching younger women, he says the purpose is so that no one will malign the word of God. Speak ill of divine things. Apparently an older woman and an older woman of character as they're teaching the younger, that makes a difference in how people speak of the Word of God. What impact takes place for the cause of Christ when a younger woman who's come or is a mother... She's raising her children, seeking to respond to her husband. Has a couple older women in her life that teach her how to respond and how to live well. And unbelieving women say, why is she like that? And the lady can say, I've had older women in my life that are guiding me and directing me. So if you're an older woman, and I'm not sure I better define an older woman this morning, let's suppose you're 50 or over, you have a role to fulfill, to guide, to direct younger women. One of the greatest compliments an older woman could receive is to have someone say, You're a woman of character and are guiding and showing younger women to be what God has called them to be. Older women are to train younger women. Apparently it's not optional. Younger women need to be open and willing to be trained. Teaching, I don't think, is necessarily a formal setting. It can be. But older women being with younger women maybe in formal settings maybe in a home together and just guiding and directing how to respond sometimes we of the older generation complain about the younger generation Do you ever hear of that or did you ever do that might complain about the younger generation and their action they may have disrespect you know they don't do this or they don't do that The next thing, you know, they don't care for the home, they don't dress modestly, they're selfish and so on. If you're an older person, then your role is to teach the younger generation. When you say they don't listen, well, then maybe you need to say you're not listening. And part of developing godliness is to learn to listen. Those of you who are older, ladies, maybe adopt a young a younger woman, maybe a teenage gal, maybe a couple teenage gals, maybe a younger married woman, and just pour your life into them. Spend some time with them. Give them some guidance and direction. For you guys, husbands and fathers and grandfathers, encourage and help your wife and your daughters to be what God called them to be. Compliment them for godly qualities. Don't be afraid to take action to invest your life in others. If you're a younger woman, and again, for sake of example, we'll say 40 or under, find an older lady and ask her to build her life into you. Don't be afraid to go and ask. Say, will you invest in me? Will you give me some guidance? Will you help me to be a godly woman. For you gals that are younger, if you ever choose to marry, please understand that there's something much more important than finding the right guy, and that is being the right gal. As a gal is being what God has called her to be, it's going to make a difference in what kind of guy she attracts. Just be what God has called you to be. Be wise and discerning. Respect the opinions of older ladies as to whether the guy you might be interested in is on track or not. But be what God has called you to be. I'll say to you younger guys, If you're ever looking for a gal, thinking about marriage, look for a young woman that is developing the qualities described in Titus 2, 3 through 5. As we conclude our time together this morning, we don't always do this, but going to give opportunity for you ladies to respond, whether younger or older. If you're an older lady and you are willing to publicly share, I want to be what God has called me to be. I want to be moving in that direction. If you're a younger lady, I want to be what God has called me to be. I want to move in that direction. I want to let older ladies invest in my life. And you're an older lady, I want to invest my life in younger ladies. If that's where you're at in your desire, just simply stand and pause a moment. Its a testimony of this is what I want in my life. So if you're willing, stand just as a testimony of, here's what I want God to be doing in my life, for your ladies. Pause a moment, give you opportunity to stand. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for extending to us your grace. We thank you for mothers. We thank you for women, many in our church who are older, who have and continue to seek to invest their lives in younger in a variety of ways. Bless them, encourage them as they seek to build into the lives of others. May those who are younger be open and sensitive to having an older woman build into their lives. We desire that, Father, for your glory. It's in Christ's name I pray, amen. You're dismissed.